what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. Welcome back to Meet Bridget. Hello, hello, everyone. We are in season two of Meet Bridget. If you are a newcomer to the pod, welcome. For those of you who have not been here before, my name is Kishia Rosenberg, and alongside my bestie and Bridget founder, Asha Gabriel, I help run a coaching platform for teen girls, all about growing confidence and communication. Over the years, we've worked with thousands of young women in Southern California in our live workshop events, and this podcast has been an amazing way to reach an even broader audience. Our mission has always been to break down communication barriers, thereby increasing confidence in our young women, and we do so by connecting generations of women, helping them tell their stories, and helping our audience feel empowered in the words that they speak and the community that they're plugged into. So let's take a minute to dive into today's Bridge Etymology episode. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed over time. These quick little episodes are some of our very favorites to do. We started out doing our events, breaking down words that we use commonly all the time to get to a deeper root of something, to get to the deeper root meaning of what we're trying to say, and thereby create more intentional conversations. And so, you know, these bridge etymologies have really just evolved out of our love of communicating with the women and girls that we've worked with over the years. These quick little episodes are intended to give you deeper context for the words we hear all the time. Don't you think you ought to do something about expanding your vocabulary? You might be wondering why I put so much emphasis on the word intended, and it's not because I mean to be sarcastic. Rather, today I'm going to break down a word that we use a lot here at Bridget. You guessed it, I'm breaking down the word intention. We say it all the time, especially here at Bridget. Bridge etymologies are a way of needling right down to the original meaning and intention of the words we speak. It's like our mantra for these episodes. We talk about designing our lives intentionally, actively seeking things out that bring us joy and fulfillment. We talk about doing things with intention and integrity. In everyday language, we hear businesses describing their strategies as intentional and yogis and trainers talking about cultivating health and wellness in an intentional way. And so when reading between the lines, I personally translate intention to signify purpose or mission. But in order to take a closer look, I wanted to first talk about the modern definition and bring it back to its original meaning. Right away. What kind of thing? I need a clear definition. An organism. So today's modern definition of intention is one, what one intends to do or bring about, such as the object for which a prayer, mass, or pious act is offered. It can be a determination to act in a certain way, i.e. resolve, be something of import or significance. It can be a concept. It can even be a process or manner of healing incised wounds. Some synonyms to the word intention are words such as aim, ambition, aspiration, design, dream, pretension, purpose, target, thing. 
Intention comes from the Latin word entender or intentio. That was the original root word that I found when looking into this, both of which means stretching or purpose. This word or these words, entender and intentio, evolved into the French word intention or intention and the English version intend or intention. I'm going to level with all of you for a minute and tell you that when I was initially looking into this, this particular breakdown only scratched the surface for me. So I tried to get a little bit more microscopic in order to really find deeper meaning here and looked at the etymology of the word intent. So when I did that, in means inner within and tent means stretched, you know, like those makeshift shelters we use for camping. Based on this breakdown, we could literally deduce intent to mean within a stretched or covered shelter. The earliest definitions of the word intent and intend can be found as far back as the early 1300s. The Latin intentio was adopted by the French into a verb meaning to direct one's attention, to pay attention, or to give heed. And in Latin, intendere meant turning one's attention to, specifically in reference to searching or specifically when it applies to being in the search for or in quest of something. This definition also came to mean to have a plan, to have something in mind or a purpose. And that was something that evolved sort of into the later 14th century. A Germanic version for the word intent was a word called edel, which from Old Norse meant to think, conjecture, or propose. In France, similar definitions started to arise from these words. Entender or intention meant an understanding. And Russia and France adopted their own versions, pretty similar intense or entente in 1908. Over the years, there weren't any major fluctuations in definition. In fact, the meaning of the word intent or intention has remained relatively stable over time. It's maintained its description of a purpose or meaning. In thinking about it, however, I'm really interested in how we apply purpose and meaning to our own lives via intentional living. And I love that the root words within intention come together to mean within a stretched structure. It makes me picture our intentions as meaningful ideas which form within the structure of ourselves. I think of formulating an idea internally and focusing on that idea as a guide for the actions I'm looking to take. Unlike some of the other words we've broken down, intention is a word meant to describe the internal process of action and not just the action itself. This can go both ways. We've all heard the age-old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Well, although the exact origin of this proverb is unknown and several variations exist, it's technically not age-old. It first appeared documented in full in a London newspaper in 1828, where it was referred to as a Portuguese proverb. It was also published in Henry G. Bond's A Handbook of Proverbs in 1855. A common meaning of the phrase is basically that wrongdoings or evil actions are often undertaken with good intentions, which have been, you know, skewed over time. That or good intentions, even when acted upon, might have unintended consequences. A different interpretation of the saying is that individuals might have the intention to undertake good actions, but nevertheless fail to take action, whether due to procrastination, laziness, or other circumstances. As such, the saying is basically that a good intention is meaningless unless followed through. 
Psychological studies of the effect of intention upon task completion indicate that there's some truth in the proverb. Professors Peter Golwitzer, Pascal Sharon, and Sheena Orbell talked about how perfectionists are especially prone to having their intentions backfire because they are too worried about getting something perfect and so they don't end up acting on it. Others have argued that people are more likely to interpret their own actions as more well-intended than the actions of others. Attempts to improve the ethical behavior of groups are also often counterproductive. So all of this to say, intentions are things that are created within ourselves, can only be thought of or followed by ourselves, and can't really be understood from an outside perspective as well as you might understand your own intentions yourself. So I could be thinking of acting one way because my intention is good, whereas somebody might see the action occur and not necessarily understand what my true intentions might have been. I think we've all been in these situations that lead to misunderstanding due to something similar. In light of all of these slightly complex interpretations, I return to the original meaning and my visualization of creating ideas, purpose, and meaning internally within the stretched structure, the tent that is ourself, that our intentions are housed within us and that we can utilize them as guideposts or blueprints for how we decide to take action. But it's essential that we actually take the action. It's true that intention without any action might be meaningless, but I would also argue the same of action without intention. The next time you have a goal in mind, before you get too lost in the weeds here, take your time to formulate and hone in on the intention behind the proposed action. Not only will it serve as your guidebook for action, but it will also allow you the often necessary pause to compose your thoughts and ideas into organized approaches. Keep in mind that goals and intentions are not synonyms. A goal is something you attach an expectation or an evaluation to, whereas an intention is something you want to commit to. It's something deeper. It's something more internal. An intention is something you want to align with in your life. Think of it as aim, purpose, or attitude. They're deeply personal and, quite frankly, very intangible. They provide a method for aligning your heart, your soul, and your mind. Often, if not always, intentions are closely tied to your personal thoughts, values, and perspectives. So creating and referring back to your intentions are often the best way to let them guide you. Call your attention to the center of your mind when you're feeling ungrounded and in need of reconnecting with yourself. They can serve as an incredible way to help you recenter and often offer a personal compass that'll help guide you through your own ups and downs. That's all for this week, my friends. See you next week for another amazing season two episode of Meet Bridget. Next week, we'll be bringing an incredible interview your way. Can't wait to drop it for you. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to spend your morning, afternoon, or evening with me here just for this quick moment. See you next time. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness?